Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mama Wears Athleisure. I am your host, Mariella de Santiago, a first-time mom. We focus on all things mom with tips to help make life easier and more organized for all you mamas out there. Hi, everyone. Today I am here with Marquita. We're going to talk about being a single mama and choosing to be a single mama. Marquita, go ahead and tell us about yourself. Tell us about your little one, and then we'll dive into your journey. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It's super honor. Um, happy to, you know, share the story. I know I'm, I'm one of many few. It's becoming more common. These single moms, right? We're going after what we want. So yeah, I live in Oakland, California, single mom working. My baby girl, Nev, she just turned four months, getting so big. It's just so crazy how fast they grow. And yeah, so we're, we're ready to dive into it. I, I don't know. We just uh, live in that California life, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I can't believe four months just thinking yeah. back, thinking about, you know, how fast they grow. So it's really fast. And for me, it's like, yeah, people are like, you know, really enjoy this time. It's so fleeting. And I'm like, yeah, I know it is. But part of me, I'm like, I can't wait till we can just communicate just a little bit better. It's <laughs> all I'm getting is cries, cries, cries. And I'm like, well, what, what is it, baby? Tell me more. And she's like, more vocal. So we're communicating, but they're not words, right? But no, it's very, very precious. And I just look back on the pictures of her as a newborn and now and I'm just like wow like it's just so so many milestones in such a short amount of time right I know it's so crazy yeah so I want to hear and I think everyone would love to hear so tell us a little bit about your story and your journey to become a mama always wanted to be a mom so it was always in me one way or another I was going to be a mom but I started to think about it more heavily during the pandemic. I always kind of just told myself, you know, by 35, I want to have a kid, at least one under my belt. Right. And, you know, not that couldn't have it. Cause you know, obviously now we can have kids older and it's not taboo. Right. I just wanted to have more time with my kid. I always think about that. And people are like, Oh, well, you have plenty of time. But I was like, well, you know, the older you get, you know, whatever. So anyway, so during the pandemic, obviously we're all home sitting with ourselves and just reflecting on life. And that's when I became more serious about doing it. So I did my research search and um, I have friends that have same sex couples. So essentially it's the same process when you have to get a sperm donor. So for me, just a backtrack, I went into my OB and just kind of, what am I working with? Right? Like, how are my girl parts doing? And um, it ended up being that like I had fibroid and um, some other issues. And so before I can get pregnant, I had to take care of that. So I'm glad that I actually went in and that was like mid 2019, I think. And so by the time 2020 came, I had to have two surgeries to remove the fibroids. So you have to heal from that. So I had to wait, you know, a couple of periods and things like that before I can even start the process of becoming pregnant. So I just did my research, went to a couple of fertility clinics, found one that I really liked here in Oakland, luckily close around the corner because it is a lot of appointments. And I also found out that I actually had a uh, fallopian tube that was closed. So there are two ways you can do it. IUI, which is where it's basically the turkey booster or IVF. So given that my fallopian tube was closed, we, we just went to the route to IVF. So we can just by step that natural process of the fallopian tube. I think the hardest part for me was 
getting, you know, my mind wrapped about this. Like, okay, I'm going to do this alone. That's okay. But I have so many great friends, tribal women to do this because it gets a little bit emotional, right? Because the thing is, is that you go into all these appointments and it's always caveated that there is a small chance that this just might not work. No matter how much science you put into this, no matter how much the stars and the, <laughs> the moon and everything is aligned, there's still a bit that it just might not work. And I think that for me, it was really like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go through all this. And what if I don't get, you know, my little, you know, my joy. So uh, 2020 happened, whatever. And then I actually started the process. I did I two IUIs before we realized that my fallopian tubes were closed. And not to say that they weren't open sometimes. It's just, it's one of those things they can't ever really pinpoint. And so finally they're like IVF. And for me, the hardest part was the egg retrieval because it was just a lot of medicine, a lot of hormones, a lot of shots. And again, I'm doing this all by myself at home. You know, the hormones, you go on a roller coaster of a ride. That was a lot. I mean, it was about, it was about like three month process leading up to my egg retrieval. And once that happened, then I waited till my natural cycle to come back after the egg retrieval. So luckily I was so grateful. I was one of the few that I had a lot of eggs, I ended up getting 40 something eggs retrieved, which is a lot more than my doctor thought was in there when she was doing the ultrasounds and stuff. So I ended up freezing half of my eggs and fertilized the other half. So I have some eggs on ice and I have some embryos on ice because what happens when you do the egg retrieval, you know, some of the eggs are not viable. Going back to my sperm donor, that was a whole nother process, right? Cause you know, this is my kid. Like, you know, it's not, and I try, I treat it like I was dating someone in the way, like what were their likes and dislikes, things that I like, you know, they like the same type of movies. They like to go hiking, you know? So I kind of treated it like it was dating, you know, profile, but at the end of the day, I really just looking at their health, you know, like they give you a whole like 10 page thing of all of their health, all kind of disorders that you could possibly think of and their family. So mom, dad, grandparents, brothers, and sisters. So you can see if there's anything within the family, right? That was really great for me. Clean bill of health, but then other perks, you know, they liked some of the same movies, you know, things like that. So that was great. And then you get to see their temperament too. So they do a Kiersey report on the sperm donor. So that's how I selected my sperm donor. Once all that was said and done, you know, it was all emotional because I've been getting emotional right I was talking about it because I just always wanted a big family. And I kept telling myself when I still, oh, am I going to do this by myself? Am I going to do this by myself? Like, yes. Like I come from a large family. There's always birthdays, holidays, you know, there's always something going on. And I just want to be a part of that with my kid. Right. And my parents are really young when they had me, they were 17 and 18. And so I just, you know, I was an accident baby, if you will, but it just triggered something inside me that like, you know, I'm going to be over, you know, 35 and I can do this, right? Like this is something like purposeful that I want, you know, not that my parents don't love me or anything, but it's just like, you know, I just thinking about all the things in my upbringing and I'm like, this is what I've always wanted. Right. And I want a big family. I also have Crohn's disease, which is another issue, if you will, with getting pregnant and having a healthy pregnancy. So I had these factors that I was dealing with. So I kind of all over the place right now, but just saying that to say that this is why I made this decision. Like I think about all these things and it brings me back. I'm like, this is why I'm doing it. You you know, one health reasons and two was just really, really want it. Right. And so I saved money. I traveled a lot, not to say that I won't find a partner, you know, I, I feel like they're out there somewhere, but at least I can say that I did what I want to do. Cause I feel I would have more regret if I didn't do this. Right. So January, 2021 came around. I did the transfer on January 17th. And so they planted the baby in me. So out of all the eggs that I fertilized, I had three embryos. So out of 18, I think it was eggs, only three were 
were viable embryos. So my daughter right now has a brother and sister chilling on ice right now, if you will. So I wanted to get one out and that's it. That was the story leading up to it. And again, going into each appointment, the doctor every time is like, you know, there is a small chance that it just might not stick. It might not work. So once they implanted, I think three weeks later, I finally got confirmation that it was pregnant. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. And then you got confirmation and she was born in October. So there you yes. go. Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. Real confirmation. There she was. Yeah. So it was great. Yeah. Being a single mom, whether somebody chooses to be or whatever their situation might be, always comes with some sort of challenges. I mean, just being a parent alone has its own challenges. But for you in your case, being a single mom, what do you find that are the bigger challenges? And then we'll get to obviously the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think the biggest challenge is first is like, I felt I had to grieve that I was doing this by myself initially. Right. Like it's a, it's a moment that you just have to have with yourself and that's a challenge. It's a hump to get over. But on the day to day, like I think the late nights, especially in these first months, like it's just me. I don't have anyone to bring me my water and bring me the food or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. I got friends and family that have come and showed up in ways, but it's the everyday, right? I can't expect them to be here every day. So the late nights, even during the day, you know, it's just hard. You just want to like sit there and then you're like, all the dishes are piling up and diapers need to be thrown out and all these things. Childcare is another thing. That was a process looking for a nanny. Like it took me a whole month to find someone and someone I'm going to trust with my kid who my kid will like. It's just so many things and just the cost of it. So nannies and babysitters, they need to make money and survive just like us. So with inflation and everything, that those prices have kicked up. And I was looking at daycares and all around, everything is so full. There's not enough workers. So that was the tedious process, which I was not expecting. And then another real big challenge for me, or I guess, I don't know, challenge, but it's just a worry. If I get sick, who's going to take care of the baby if I get sick or get really ill or if I'm hurt or something like that? Yes, I have a will and things like that, but like just I want to be hundred percent for my kid all the time. And so knowing that I can't lean on a partner every day is probably the biggest of the challenges. So, and with those challenges, especially with the late nights and just feeding and just taking care of me, like I have to take care of myself in order to take care of her. So I just have to really prioritize my time, prioritize the day down to the, the second, allow myself grace too, and know that it's okay that I didn't wash the dishes. It's okay that I didn't return that call. So with every every challenge, there is some way to just kind of like give myself grace and like, hey, it's okay. But those I think are the toughest that I personally have to deal with. I think you make two really good points. One, taking care of yourself so that you can take care of baby. That is so hard, right? Because I feel like for us moms, it's just hard to find the time. Right. It doesn't matter. You can have all day or all the time in the world, but it's just so hard to find the time to just take care of yourself because there's always something to do. You mentioned like you kind of just have to let things be like letting the dish- dishes pile up, leaving that mess, even though it can like make you a little crazy. It's crazy, <laughs> I know, especially me, like totally like cleaning all the time. Like, yeah, the laundry, you know, all the things. I just have to let it go. And I think that's something that children, they're such a joy, but they also help in teach you how to let go of things really and let things just be and it's like it's okay and it's constant change with figuring out how to make time for yourself or figure out how to clean things and whatnot like when mm-hmm. my son was much younger he's only 11 but I would put him in like the bouncing chair and you know I would work out in our little studio and just do like the bike or lift or do yoga whatever and he wouldn't move because yeah. He couldn't turn or yeah, he was so little. Now I have to get a little bit more creative because he's a lot more mobile. So 
So I put him in his jumper and hopefully he will let me stay on the bike. For 20 <laughs> yeah. I know. I love how that we, we say, oh yeah, well, they let me do this. Like last night, she let me cook dinner. <laughs> it's always them letting us do what we need to do. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And now you just kind of, I used to be so against frozen meals. And now at least one day out of the week, I make our menu from the start and I let one day a week be a frozen meal. And I'm like, you know what? That's okay. Because at least we're eating. Yes. That's all. (laughs) You need your, you need your calories, you need your veggies, whatever it is. It's okay. It's okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm getting, I'm getting used to the quick meals for sure. Or the one pot, one pan fixings. That's all I need these days. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes cold, like your coffee. That's all right. That's all right. We'll take it. I finished. I know I was like, oh my gosh, it's been sitting there watching me for the last hour. Or or sometimes you find it in the microwave. Yeah. (laughs) Reheating it three times. You're like, oh my God, I forgot about my coffee. You know what? We're just going to save it for tomorrow. (laughs) So let's chat about the highlights, which I know there's too many to mention, but what are like the top highlights about all of this, your journey and just being where you are now? Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, (laughs) top highlight is there's no compromise for me, right. And how I'm raising her. It's what I say goes. I think for me, that is probably going to be really easy. I mean, it's always nice to bounce things off and like, oh, I wonder if we should do this or should do that, you know, with someone. But I know that's something I thought about. I'm like, wow, I don't have to discuss this. I'm like, okay, she's wearing this outfit or she's going to go to that school. Like, I just think about the long-term stuff. The other highlights really is that like, she's the greatest thing. I don't even know life before her, honestly. Like she's brought so much joy to me and my family and my friends. And I think looking at her and now she's looking more like me every day. It's just like, it's mind boggling, like how I made this human. This kid came out, grew inside me for basically 10 months. And then I pushed her out and then here she is. And she looks just like me, which I'm so glad. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think, I mean, there's many, many highlights, but when she smiles, I swear to God, that smile just melts my heart over and over and over again. And it's just a great little bond that we have. Every mom and their child have a bond, but I think for us, it's just she and I, and people kind of notice that on the outside. And I can't wait to tell the story to her that like, I always wanted her before I knew that she was even came into existence. That's the highlight. And, and I think checking off one of my goals I've been thinking about this for the last three and a half years. And the fact that I did it is a huge highlight. And I feel good that I, I did what I did. And people are like, oh, you know, they don't have a dad, blah, 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 or another partner. Some have that tone in their voice, but she's still the greatest thing. I would do it over again, which I might do because we've got two siblings on ice. There's so many highlights. So, so many. I know you're super busy with everything that you have with work and literally being 24 seven mom all day, every day. So mm-hmm. how do you do it all? How do you balance it? How do you manage? Every day is a new adventure, right? Like it's a new milestone. It's a new something every day. And I swear to God, she woke up Monday and she was a different child. Like she looks so different. She gotten so big. It's like overnight she super grew and I'm like adjusting to her mood. So I think for me to balance it all, I really have to breathe. And I say that really stop, breathe, take a deep breath and take a pulse of where you're at. 
how I'm like handling it. Cause I, what I don't want her to feel is my stress. I don't want her to feel the frustration because I want her to stay happy as a clam as always. I think for me, that's one thing is stopping and breathing, leaning and asking. I'm not one to typically ask for help, but I do have a tribe of great people here. And I think that's how I'm able to balance. If I know I need to run a couple errands, I'll ask a friend like, Hey, can you come with me? Right. Or can you come over? Like clean the dishes, do the laundry and stuff like that. Being able to ask for the help is been helpful for me to balance it all to circling back to like being prioritizing what's most important that I need to handle and with work, going to afford our lifestyle. But I come in and do my job when I'm done. I can't wait to get back to my baby. So me stepping away from work is really important too when I need to. Before I was working pretty much around the clock 24 seven. And so now I'm just like, Hey, you guys got me for that nine to five. And (laughs) that's it. Really breathing, being patient with myself, giving myself that grace and lying on the hands that are around me that have supported me to this day. So they help me balance it all. (laughs) So important to really be able to learn and know how to ask for help and accept it, especially when you have people that are offering it. It's hard for moms. Yeah. It's really hard to ask. I will say that. Oh, and it's even hard to like accept it when people do offer it. It's really like, yeah, sure. And then (laughs) you still want to do the thing. Like, oh no, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, but I got it. (laughs) Oh, are you doing it? Not the way I normally do it. You know, like, and I am so bad. I'm like, but she doesn't like it that way. But you know, they're trying. They just want to help and I appreciate it. But I'm always like, oh no, I got it. Don't worry. (laughs) I think that's another learning process. Being okay with like, okay, I know that that's not the way that we do it, but if I want the help and I'm accepting it, I have to back off and yeah. just be at, not in the same room. <laughs> Get out, right? <laughs> Parenting. It's I fun know. and it's hard and yeah. it's so many things, but it's worth it. It is. It's worth it, really. So finally, do you have any tips, recommendations, or suggestions for anyone that is either considering going down this path on their own or for whatever reasons are now doing this parenting by themselves. Yeah. I mean, I just, if you think about it, get the research, just do it. Cause honestly, I feel like you're going to regret it later that you didn't do it or at least try it. Right. For anyone that's thinking about it and you don't have a partner and go to a fertility clinic, ask the questions for me. And that's what I did. It's just, I needed to get a full scope of like all the things financially, emotionally, you know, like what is it? How am I going to get there? I think when you find a good doctor and you find a great fertility clinic or it really helps. So not to just go and just be a number, like you really feel valued, like a patient, like you're a human. So I think that's important. Do all the research as possible. Know where you would give birth, all those things. As women, you know, we, we have a small window of time really to give birth. So no matter how old you are or not, just go for it. I really encourage that. I had been sitting with this for a while and I said, especially after the pandemic, I was like, life is what you make it. So I wanted to make babies and there we are. There is a a lot of information out there. It could be overwhelming, but I really recommend reading it, digesting it, going to talks, listening to podcasts, because it just helps like reconfirm like why you want to do it. And then you can set this path to get there. And I can imagine now not doing it this way. And I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story and the advice and, you know, to definitely just go out there and at least start looking into it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for our next episode. You can find us on Instagram for more updates and tips. 
Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review if you like us.